Welcome back uh, to Pocket Talk. It's a podcast for the Pocket Talk Festival, where we tell the human stories at the intersection of sports, innovation, and culture. I'm here with Michael Huckman. I'll let you introduce yourself because your story is winding and a good one. Yeah, sure. Michael Heckman. I'm the president and CEO of Houston First Corporation. For people who don't know what Houston First is, that's our destination marketing organization for the Houston region. That's convention sales, public relations, our image for for Houston. We also operate the George R. Brown Convention Center, uh, some of the best performing arts buildings that we have here in Houston, like Jones Hall, Miller Outdoor Theater, the Wortham Center. Uh, we also happen to own the, the Hilton America's uh, uh, Hotel. We've got the TV and film uh, operation for Houston, uh, the, the Film Commission underneath our umbrella. So yeah. we do a lot, uh, <laughs> and so it's a, it's a pretty broad uh, scope of responsibility. But yeah, it, but it's a lot of fun. We're sitting here at Partnership Tower, and it's yep. like based on what you just said, it's almost like this is where the magic happens in the city of Houston, like what it all gets concocted and, and executed on a little bit. Would you I, no, I think it is, and and that was the idea when we developed we we developed this building, and uh, and 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 leadership at the time thought, okay, for the folks that 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 promote Houston, and so the mm-hmm. the Harris County Sports Authority is here, uh, we're here, the Great Houston Partnership, which is which is Chamber of Commerce and Economic Development, all in this building, which should should make for better communication, and and uh, uh, and and it kind of is, you know. It's, this is sort of where it uh, where it starts. Yeah. So, but this isn't. I mean, you've had a, a long career to this point, but this isn't where you started, uh, right? I mean, how, you're not from Houston, right? Uh, and, and I got here as fast as I could. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what they say. Uh, so, it's, take me back into that. Yeah. Sure. So, I've been here 20 years now. Okay. Um, when my wife and I moved here, uh, didn't didn't know if it was going to be for a year, two years, whatever it may be. And I was I was in the the, the hotel business at the time. Uh, but man, it's been, it's been great personally yeah. and professionally and what a, what, what a great place to live like Houston, because you really, it, it, as long as you want to put in the effort mm-hmm. and you want to, you want to be successful, you can do it here and yeah. people are great. People introduce you, give it, give you opportunities that maybe you wouldn't have if you were in a, in, in a city that, uh, 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 on the East coast or the West coast, maybe that, mm-hmm. that, that you could do that. But, um, but yeah, my background was, um, uh, started in professional baseball, not on the sports side, but on the business side mm-hmm. and, um, uh, had no idea what I wanted to do. Start as an intern, uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, class a farm club in Maryland mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, interned there, hired on. So it was my first real job. And uh, was doing a lot of media relations at the time. That was my title at the mm-hmm. time. So I was writing press releases and doing other things. But, but for anyone that knows anything about about minor league baseball, they have a small staff. So this isn't yeah. we're like working for the Astros, right? I mean, this is a small staff. But you really do figure out, you know, all aspects of of the sports business, um, uh, promotion. Media, you have to do some operations, and then everyone in the off season sells. So you mm-hmm. sell tickets, you sell sponsorships, and that first off season, uh, because you don't make much money, yeah. and I make very little money. But when they hired me, they said, "Oh, but we have good news: is you can make commission." And I said, "Commission on what?" Oh, well, you're going to sell. You're yeah. going to sell in the off season, just like everybody else. And so I, I, I figured out that that I was pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. I'd never really sold anything, but you know. I, I knew sports, I underst- understood it, but you had to understand the business side of it. Yeah. And moved moved on from there and ultimately ended up as the assistant general manager of the club. Now, well, you're not doing player moves, right? The parent club did all that. You, you're, really, you're really working on, you know, the bottom line for the company, stadium issues. 
um, you know, sponsorships, mm-hmm. ticket, ticket sales, uh, operation of the venue, things like that. And, and, you know, I spent around five years doing that and man, what a great, what yeah, a I was great... going to say, so there's a lot, a lot of things to dig into. First of all, yeah. uh, from a Houston perspective, we were having a conversation yesterday over like, we're the most diverse city in, in, in the U S yeah. uh, arguably. And, and to your point, when people think like American dream, they think maybe New York, LA, and the truth is you, you can get a better chance of doing it here than you can anywhere else. Uh, so I'm excited that you have been part of cultivating that, that kind of feeling over yeah. the last 20 years. And then, and then as far as like the, the baseball side or, or, or almost, it's almost like uh, working for a startup, right? Like putting on a bunch of different hats gives you the opportunity to kind of learn so many different aspects right. uh, of, of, of business of life and so on and so forth. So I want to dig into that. And then third thing, uh, we had Brian Ching on uh, a few episodes back and, and we talked kind of soccernomics and yeah. around that. And, and he was arguing why the U.S. will be kind of one of the, the greatest soccer teams in the world. And I, I struggle with this idea, one, because I'm Argentine, but two, because the uh, like w- we treat sports as such a business. Right. And and in the U.S., uh, and soccer, or at least the teams that do well in soccer, uh, you know, plug so much money into it. They don't look at it as a business. They look at it as a passion. Yeah. And so having worked on the business side and and grown up through that world, how, how do you see, I mean, do you see the U.S. being able to advance, uh, let's say, in, in soccer or any other sport through, through the lens of the business uh, more? Or do you think there will get to a point where people are just going to treat them more like passion projects and invest more money into just seeing the teams that they love do better. They're always going to be businesses. Look, yeah. at the end of the day, you have owners and, you know, they own the teams for reasons. Now, it may be different than, you know, how how owners have made their money, right? And they do treat it differently. I also worked for a period of time in auto racing and uh, for the IndyCar race that was here in in Houston. And that was that was a passion project for for the owner. He mm-hmm. made his money in other things. And so so we had liberties that he wouldn't give to his companies that he owned and ran and, and, and really drove for the bottom line. But at the end of the day, you, you can't just lose money continually, right? right? So, so you always have owners. They'll always look at them as businesses. I mean, if you look at soccer and the growth that it has had since, since the inception of MLS to, to where it is today, look at, look at team valuations. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've just grown astronomically. Now, is, is, is the MLS comparable to the NFL? Not really close. But look at where it's come from. I mean, the, the NFL has been growing for decades and decades and decades. And, and it, during its formative years, you know, you had leaders like Pete Rozelle and, and, and others that really led the development of the NFL. But, man, it took a long time to get to, 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 to where it is today. Yeah. It's unstoppable juggernaut now. <laughs> but but I, I think that soccer will continue to get there. And, and you know, you have you know, analysts that, that, will, that will tell you that, that the growth now is because – you know, whether whether you're a boy or a girl, many kids play soccer, right, when they're young. Mm-hmm. Now, they may quit playing, but at least they have an understanding of the game yeah. as to where generations ago, maybe everybody just played baseball. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so you started, I, I, can, I think I can agree with that, but so you started with uh, single-A baseball, basically a startup version of, yeah. of, of sports. What, what progressed after that? So um, uh, did that, then got into the hotel business uh-huh. uh, and, uh, you know, wanted just a, a, a change of pace for, for what I was doing. Did that for a couple of years in Florida. 
um, over near the, the headquarters of the PGA Tour in, in Ponte Vedra Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, knew some folks that were here in, in Houston. And uh, uh, they said, look, Houston's growing fast. It's a big city. I wanted to move to a bigger city. We're in a small town in, yeah. in, uh, in, in Florida. And, and that was right when the Texans were kicking off 2002. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they were kicking off as a, as a new franchise. Uh, Houston had been awarded the Super Bowl, which yeah. was going to be in 2004. And so I was able to get involved in a lot of those things, in particular with the host committee for, for Super Bowl 38. And even at a, at, a, at a young age, be able to do a lot of things that were extraordinary at that time. Mm-hmm. Houston was, you know, really on the upswing. We were just completing the Hilton America's Hotel, expansion of the George R. Brown. Uh, downtown and Main Street was, was really starting to take off. We were completing the light rail, all in preparation for, for Super Bowl That's 38. Right. And so that was, that was a great education uh, and introduction to Houston. And like, like we talk about, you, you, you know, I had no business in, in people introducing me to others. I mean, I was young. I was in my mid-20s. Mm-hmm. And, and, to, and to, to be able to do some of these things that were just extraordinary opportunities at the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really cool. So you couldn't get away, even though you went the hotel route, you couldn't get away from the sports business side right. of thing. Is it, I mean, maybe you'll give me the political answer, but I'm curious what your favorite teams are then. Having having started a different area and not being well, I think. Look, I, I you know honestly, so this one will get me. I'm an Astros fan. Okay, <laughs> I am a Texans fan. Uh-huh. I grew up a Steelers fan. You grew up in in, yeah. in rural Pennsylvania. I mean, you're 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 going to be a you're going to be a, a Steelers fan. Uh-huh. Um, I hate to say this, but I grew up a Yankees fan because that was handed down. Gener- I know I can hear the gasps. <laughs> uh, it was handed down generationally. Um, uh-huh. For us, we weren't close enough to Pittsburgh. We weren't close enough to Philadelphia, and and we really just hated the Orioles. I mean, we were close enough yeah. that we were in the Baltimore media market, <laughs> but we really just hated the Orioles. So, um, but no, I I really do enjoy baseball. I love going to Astros games. I love what they've done and and in developing. You know, because I worked in minor league baseball. You know, I, I really identify with developing your franchise from your farm clubs. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you look at the Dodgers. You look at some of these others that that, that they just sign these giant free agents and I mean there's only yeah. so much to that but right. I really respect the way that 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 the Astros have have been able to win mm-hmm. because they really build it from the ground up yeah I love that well I mean you could argue the same for the A's Any, anybody that can take something yeah. make it more efficient without just like throwing money at the that's problem right. uh very business oriented of you yeah. no that's awesome <laughs> no I truth is like and, and the Apollo media guys are gonna hate uh, hate me for saying this but like I, I know for a fact that like most Yankees fans aren't the you know traditional you know, a holes that you see on, <laughs> on, on the news and anything like that. So I'll, I'll lump you in with those groups. Uh, all right. So, so, uh, you're in Houston, you go through the Super Bowl. there's all these different projects, uh, having, having the history that you have and, and in the position that you're in, where do you see Houston going from a, a sports, uh, side of things, whether business or, or kind of emotional? Well, look, I, I think that, that we have really great ownership, um, here of our franchises in 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 Houston, and so I think that you know there's always going to be ups and downs with winning and losing, and and you know that the, the, the way that the way that 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 works, that's always 
difficult. But I think that we have, when you have great ownership, you know, we have great venues, things will, at the end of the day, largely work out right. um, uh, it, it, for, the, for the better. This, this um, community has invested in, in having championship-level venues. I think you need to continue to do that mm-hmm. um, as a, you know, some of these venues now are getting you know, 20, 30 years old. Uh, is what you're, you're um, uh, approaching. But, you know, from a, from a perspective of hosting big events, right, which is really more of what we do, right, is, is looking out for, for the destination in the community, how do we have economic impact? Mm-hmm. And having the sports facilities, having the sports teams really can, can, can help, whether it's a Super Bowl, um, whether it's an international soccer match like that was just announced from Club America and, mm-hmm. and Man City, I mean those are big deals. That those those impact the business that 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 we do from economic impact from from you know making Houston stand out on an on an international stage, um, and and so I think Houston's future with that for that is incredibly bright. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we're a different destination than. Than, than maybe say like a Tampa, uh, a, a Miami, uh, we're, we're, we're different than that. And we're set up very well to be able to host big events, whether they be festivals, um, whether they be, you know, um, um, uh, the college football playoff championship, Final mm-hmm. Four is coming here uh, next year. We do those very well. It goes to Houston's competence. Houston's ability to come together and work together, our local leadership that we have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the New Orleans, you, you know, uh, just hosted the Final Four. I think that was difficult for them uh, because they they really haven't been open like mm-hmm. we've been. And then to have to host a mega event like that, um, I think that's difficult to do. Yeah. Um, and I think that, 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 that we'll do very well hosting the Final Four, very well hosting college football playoff championship because that's just what we do. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, so quite frankly, what I've been really impressed with what you guys have done is, is and especially the city of Houston, what the city of Houston has done is, yeah, maybe you don't have like the natural attractions of like a Tampa or Miami, but you, you analyze hosting events, not just from the lens of like, how do we make sure the experience in the stadium is cool, but how do we make sure that the second you, every, every second from when you land into Houston yeah. to, to when you leave Houston is frictionless. Uh, you're enjoying it, right? A lot of, a lot of tech has been invested into the infrastructure of being able to host different events. Can you, I mean, you mentioned light rail. Are there any ones that other ones that come to mind for you? Well, I th- look, I think that if you look at infrastructure, so the, the, the development, which was, you know, it's an overused term, but it was truly a game changer when, when uh, discovery green came online. Yeah. They used to be parking lots. I think back in 2000 is, it's 2007, 2008, mm-hmm. um, and you look at, 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 you know, it's right outside my window, so I look at it all the time, is we, we've got uh, 2,200 hotel rooms connected to the convention center with a 12-acre park in the middle. That is a really strong campus, yep. and it sets up so well for the things, you know, the, 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 the music festivals will be out there for, for the Final Four. The Fan Fest will be in, in uh, the George R. Brown Convention Center. I mean, that is really a compelling um, um, infrastructure to be able to have for the th- for the things that we do. You know, mm-hmm. you, if you if you look at um, um, uh, events that are held in in Toyota Center, we've held, hosted fan events that have been out on our plaza in front of the George R. Brown. That's walkable mm-hmm. over over to to Toyota Center. So if you look at our our infrastructure, our infrastructure is very strong. But talking about the visitor experience is important. You know, if you look at big events. Uh, you want to feel that, like if you're going to a, an event that you're going to remember for maybe the rest of your life, Final Four, Super Bowl, whatever it may be, is is when you fly into the airport, you should see the signage. You should 
have people welcome you. And, mm-hmm. and not all cities do that. You know, we put the resources into it to, to make that happen, recruit enough volunteers to make it feel like that because that's what you want to feel, yeah. right? And you land at the airport, you know, you, you have decor at your hotel, uh, you can feel it all through the community. And again, at, at, in, in Houston, we're really good at that. And, and yeah. we're highly competent in, in, in being able to, to put on those major events. That's what separates, you know, great cities from good cities, right? Yep. Just the experience uh, throughout. And, and so, so what, what I've found that is Houston does a bad job of promoting that. I feel like people still think of Houston as the energy capital of the world, kind of stuffy, you know, you know, hat, maybe rodeo hat, you know, kind of cowboy hat kind of thing. Like, what do you think Houston needs to do to be able to promote that a little <laughs> bit better? Yeah, well, I'd take a little issue to say we were bad at it, but the, that's the, fair. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe I'm being the, too it, derogatory. Well, well, look, well, look, it, it, look, think about reputations for cities. They are built over generations, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they don't change in the snap of a finger. They, they, they just don't. And, and yes, we're known as the energy capital of the world. That's well earned. I think that that will be like that for a long period of time. We're now repositioning as, as really not just the oil and gas capital, but all energy, energy transition capital. And really looking at what's the future uh, look like. We, we've got the, the world's largest medical center. You know, we've got you've got one of the biggest ports in the United States. We've got Johnson Space Center. We've got aerospace. That's a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons that that Houston uh, sometimes in people's mind has a question mark. You know, you can easily identify other cities by maybe landmarks or certain things. San Francisco, you've got the Golden Gate Bridge, and, you know, you've got Silicon Valley, right? You know, mm-hmm. There's the things that immediately immediately come to mind. Um, for us, it's, it's, it's about our culture, the way the cultures mix here, because yeah. we are the most diverse city in the United States, and it's about the people, the way the people can work together. Diversity yeah. in and of itself is just a statistic, right? But, but anyone that's been here, spent time here, or lived here knows how well it all works together. And that's mm-hmm. really the power of the, of the people, the power of working together, being together. One of our, one of our um, really our brand truths is uh, if you visit Houston, you don't feel like a visitor. Yeah. You feel welcome here. You almost feel like a local. Uh, people will talk to you. You know, they'll point out places to go, their favorite restaurants, whatever those things may be. And so you can you can visit here and live like a local. And I think that that's that's objectively true. Yeah. That that is not the case in many other big cities in the United States. Oh, there's a stickiness to Houston that that once you're here, I mean, besides the humidity, uh, is it keeps it kind of draws you here. So I I mean no I I do think I think I guess just having grown up here and lived here. Uh, and maybe you, you run into the same issues like, you know, all the value inherently, right, that you feel when you're here. And it's like, why doesn't the rest of the world see that? Uh, and so that's what I that, that's kind of the the, the or I guess the impetus behind the question of like, how do we make sure that, that people see it? And, and maybe to your point, everything that you guys are doing to get people here just so they feel it and experience it. That's what's going to do the best sales job. Well, I think a big part of it, though, too, is is our research indicates, and by the way, if you look at how Houston continues to grow, people obviously love it here, right? Right. Yes, it's got a good business climate. Um, it, yes, there's 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 a lot of things here, but people aren't leaving for a reason, mm-hmm. right? They they come. I talk to people in the energy industry all the time that work all over the world, and they'll 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 come here for a job, and maybe they'll retire. They stay here. Yeah. Oh yeah, love Houston. Our research indicates the same thing. You know, how do you score for locals? How do you score Houston livability and in 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 all of these different aspects? And and we don't score high in every single category, but people mm-hmm. obviously like it here. But but one of the things that I've found is 
is people need to be more proud of Houston. They need to talk about it. Yeah. They assume that, that, that well, I got to apologize for this thing or that thing or the other thing is Houston's a great city. Mm-hmm. It really is. You look at so many different aspects of it from, from, from the, the culture that's here, from our restaurant scene, uh, you know, bus- the ability to start a business, mm-hmm. the ability to work here, the affordability, um, yeah. the green space. People don't talk a lot about the green space. Yeah. You just you, you, you look at what's been done over the last 10 to 20 years from the investments in our, in our, in our green spaces. It's spectacular. So I think part of that is is Houstonians need to lead with the things that they love here. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a a publication I won't say which one that 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 sort of posted a you know what are the things you love and hate about Houston and they led with the things that people hated. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean, Trying I to set expectations I, low I, or I something. Just, I don't know. I I I don't know. Like I I I generally talk about the things that I love about it here because right. I choose to live here. Yeah. So I think it's a great city. So you touched on on so many things. So before we get into the stoppage time question, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit, but you've been doing this for 20 years, so hopefully uh, you've got <laughs> something prepared. We're in the middle of the bid process with FIFA, right, to try yeah. to see who the last 10 cities in the U.S. are. Uh, Houston's obviously done a tremendous job. I know I've personally worked on it with with our team here. So if you if you had to if you had a you know a seat in front of FIFA and said why Houston what would your summarized answer be? A lot of the things we just talked about, but but you know Houston is a great sports town. It has continually sold out international um, soccer matches. We're very very com- competent and confident in 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 hosting big events. Right, you're not going to have a problem here. FIFA is not going to have a problem mm-hmm. in Houston with us hosting it from a safety and security standpoint, from getting around and moving around. And I think that, you know, there's going to be matches in Mexico. You know, Mexico and, and Texas really share a region. And I think that it's easy for fans to go back and forth. Yep. Um, I, you know, if they would pick both Dallas and, and Houston and then the cities in, in, in Mexico, that's easy for, for uh, uh, international soccer fans to be able mm-hmm. to, to, to move back and forth. And I think that, that we, would, we would execute extremely well and, uh, you know, there's a lot of things to worry about if you're FIFA, if you're U.S. soccer, uh, with putting on that many matches. Uh, Houston would not be on the list of things for them to worry about. Love it. All right. So quick rapid-fire questions. Yep. Uh, answer, go as deep as you want or as shallow as you want. But best purchase under 50 bucks. You know, I'm not sure that I would call it a purchase, but I go out to eat all the time. Right. Uh-huh. I'd lo- well, talk, about, talk about our, our <laughs> restaurants. Right. I go out to eat all the time. I love I love to go out. One of the best I will call it investments, not a purchase. One okay. of the best investments, in my view, is tip the valet drivers very well, particularly at the <laughs> restaurants that you go to often. Right. Are you tipping valet it's, drivers 50 bucks? I'm, <laughs> may, <laughs> you said under $50. But there's a, 49. Th- there's 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 it, 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 tip your valet very well, particularly yeah. at the places you go back to often, because sometimes it's it's crowded, it's packed. You will be surprised how many times your car comes up first. So I think that go. that's that's a that's I've I've found that that's a smart thing to do. <laughs> I think that'll be a unique response. So that's, that's, <laughs> I love it. All right, favor or something you've learned in the last two weeks. So let's stick with sports mm-hmm. or competition. Call okay. it competition. So we just hosted um, the first robotics competition here. Yeah, George R. Brown is thirty-five thousand. 
uh, registrants. This is from this is a global competition. 114 countries represented. It was it was an organization that was founded by Dean Kamen that has has um, invented dozens and dozens of, mm-hmm. of of things from healthcare to the Segway. He invented the Segway, but he created this. He said, "Look, if if we can create for science STEM, mm-hmm. what." kids like about sports why can't we create a competition there and so and so inside the George R. Brown there's there's bleachers uh, there's thousands of people cheering and cheering a competition where they literally build robotics mm-hmm. these are brilliant students that are doing this and they can get just as excited as cheering on you know a baseball game yeah or whatever whatever it may be and, and, and we just hosted that last week and so I, I think that 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 you know, I love energy of, of mm-hmm. live sports events, right? And you go down and you walk through and you see it and you hear it, and they're fired up. They yeah. want to win, and uh, and I thought that was pretty cool. So, w- what would you say you learned out of that, though? I learned that 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 it, w- whether it's baseball or whether it's science, if you band together as a team and there's Got a competition, okay. people yeah. are going to get excited about it. Under, okay, okay, yeah, no, I I agree, and, and you can almost you can almost create competition out of things that, that That's wasn't exactly there. Exactly what it was. Um, amazing. All right, last one. Favorite sports quote or moment? So it can be personal I, I, or professional? I, I, yeah. So I think that there'd be a lot of sports moments I mean that'd be hard to narrow down but the, but but from a quote I guess it's a, it's 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 an old saying about about sports which is the man in the arena right right and there's a long quote about it's easy to criticize something yeah. like that that, that you can e- easy to criticize from the sidelines but but for the man or the woman mm-hmm. that is in the arena that puts in the effort takes the opportunity to fail is that's that that that's one of the things that I identify with yeah. a lot. I've failed. Um, you know, we, we try to win every time, but mm-hmm. we, you know, you, you you work as hard as you can, but you fail. But you really, if you really think about that, of 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 the people that put in the effort, the blood, sweat, and tears. You know, you look at you, you know, you look at um, March Madness, mm-hmm. right? And you see these young men that are literally crying after their team loses, right? Yeah. It's the biggest stage they've dreamt about it all their lives. They put in so many hours, thousands of hours to get, to get ready for this. And, and they, uh, you don't always win. Mm-hmm. And, but they, they took the time, they had the, the investment of, of, of so much and sacrifice to be able to get there. That's one that has stuck with me for, yeah. for, a, for a long time is it's easy to stand on the sidelines and, and, and criticize, but, but the, the people that will, that will put in the effort and put yeah. in the sacrifice, to be able to do that. I, I should have it memorized, quite frankly. We have it up on the walls of the Pocket Talk office. Oh, do you? Uh, the man in the arena. Because we, called, because we all kind of come from the entrepreneurial backgrounds. Yeah. And to us, that was the quote that, that right. embodied, like, hey, we're going to go out and, and do, and don't listen to the peanut gallery telling us that this is going to be bad or not or whatever, because you, we're the ones in the arena That's right. executing. So That's right. I love that. Great, great yeah. thing to, to, to end on. I want to thank you for your time, Michael. Really looking forward to everything that we got coming here in Houston. I want to thank producer Jack Brain, research assistant Austin. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, provide feedback. Uh, and we're looking forward to, to, to where we go from here. This is very cool. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for all that you guys are doing because, you know, you look at that startup community, you know, we didn't even really talk about that. That's I mean, true. we focused on sports. <laughs> I mean, Houston, I mean, all those opportunities, but it is very cool. So thanks for having me. Of course.